The Brewers Association and Craft Beer Radio present this recording from Saver 2013 in New York City. This recording is from Friday, June 14th. Dusty Eyeball Aged Hairy Eyeball Ales, featuring Lagunitas Brewing Company. Welcome to the Metropolitan Pavilion and tonight's exciting show from Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Whatever it is. Lagunitas. Um, I'm just joking. That's one of our favorite, favorite household jokes. Uh, I'm not Ron Lindenbush. Indeed, Ron Lindenbush, tonight's speaker from Lagunitas, is currently somewhere in the vicinity of Petaluma, California, nursing a bum knee and uh, unable, to, uh, unable to travel. And uh, my name is Ray Daniels. I'm the uh, founder and director of the Cicerone Certification Program, and I am the host for this salon room tonight. And as it happens, my fellow traveler in this world uh, also works for Lagunitas. She's the national marketing director based in uh, Midwest, Chicago. Her name is Karen Hamilton. She happens to be standing here next to me. And uh, Karen has been uh, uh, doing sales and marketing for Lagunitas for seven years now. Uh, she has been giving advice to Lagunitas founder, Tony McGee, uh, for 50 years now, <laughs> and um, because she is Tony's sister and has been involved in the uh, uh, formation and, and marketing of the brewery from, from the beginning. So uh, I insisted that Karen come with me this weekend because I was working and always liked to have her come along, and it turns out she's the person they would have called anyway to come do Ron's gig. <laughs> so uh, Karen is here uh, to do the, the Lagunitas stuff. This is something she does every week, uh, week in, week out, talking to people about uh, Lagunitas beers uh, and Lagunitas products. As I said, uh, she has been, she basically uh, opened up Lagunitas uh, east of the Rockies, um, uh, starting in Chicago and then expanding here in New York, all up and down uh, the eastern seaboard. And uh, eventually, I think they have about 35 people covering that territory now, but uh, she was doing it herself when I met her, which was not all that long ago. And of course, I met her when she was pouring beer and I was drinking beer. Um, and uh, we just got married uh, three weeks ago tomorrow. So, yes, yes, this is a beer honeymoon. This is, this is what it looks like. So... Uh, uh, it is time for me to uh, shut up and get out of the way and let uh, my lovely wife uh, do her presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen Hamilton. <laughs> okay, so thank you. And um, thanks for coming. And for anyone who thought they were coming here to hear Ron, I'm sorry. Uh, so the beer weasel is uh, uh, not, not here this evening. He, he hurt his knee. He doesn't even know how. And so he, it's, he's in a lot of pain. It's really swollen and he can't walk. So that's why he's not here. He doesn't just have a bad cold. Um, so since he already knew I was going to be coming along for the ride, um, I've worked Saver many years, but this was the first year I didn't have to. <laughs> and now I am. But um, I'm really glad to do this. I've never done a salon, so I'm excited about this. And thank you for coming. And we have um, an interesting... Um, little uh, sampling for you to do and, and hopefully some interesting information for me to pass on to you. I'll tell you real quick about Lagunitas. We've been around for 20 years and we just celebrated our 20th anniversary in February. And uh, immediately after that, my brother Tony announced that we were going to be building a second brewery in Chicago. So we've been, uh, we've been very busy. There's been lots going on. 
and um, the new brewery will be opening up at the end of 2013. And all the beer that's going to be coming here is going to be brewed in, in uh, Chicago. So it's kind of cool that uh, I get to be here and, 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 and tell you all that. Some people knew, some people didn't know. So the brewery uh, is going to be the same size as the one out in California. We have a 250-barrel brew house out there now, and this is going to be another 250-barrel brew house. And we, we're going to take half of our building, about 150,000 square feet in Chicago, and we decided to take the, all 300,000 square feet of it. So now this Chicago brewery, we have um, plans for a second 250-barrel brew house in exactly the same building. So it's going to be like this crazy thing. So we, it, a lot's going on. Every day it changes. And it will be evident this evening. First of all, Ron was supposed to be here. Now I am. And then we had a certain number of cheeses picked out and chocolates. And now that's changed. So it's not Lagunitas if things don't change at the last minute. So it should be fun. It'll be nothing like what you expected. <laughs> All right, so I want to tell you a little bit about what you're going to be doing tonight. And we are going to be having, we have three years of hairy eyeball. And this is kind of cool because here, because of our capacity restraints with uh, the new brewery out in California, we it just finished getting um, um, enlarged. Oh, gosh. It was up and running this last spring, finally. We have not been able to make hairy eyeball for two years because it takes extra tank space, and so it hasn't been out in the market. So you guys are the first ones to taste hairy eyeball in two years. So that's kind of cool. And we have age. So we have um, 2011, we have 2008, and we have 2006. So you'll be able to taste the difference in what, you know, what the difference those years make. Is there anybody here who's into aging beer on their own at all yet? A little bit? Okay. And so I want to tell you a little bit about uh, what makes beer age well so that you know that and if anyone's thinking about it you know these are these are the key points most important is to keep it cool not not cold in the refrigerator but cool and then uh, a malt forward beer um, dark malts certainly help and this is uh, on the back of your sheet it quotes Jeremy our head brewer the 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 dark malts help because they can't contain any accidents and they add continuity to the sweet flavors that will develop so that's something. High alcohol, that's something a lot of people know. The higher alcohol beer, the better it is to age. Uh, it it uh, stabilizes. And then high uh, final gravity, our head brewer says, will keep the beer rich. A low kettle hopping levels and low or no dry hopping. Uh, Jeremy says that uh, the hops are very prone to oxidation. And, and Harry Eyeball is one of the only beers that, as Lagunitas, we don't dry hop. So that makes it a little bit different. Bottle conditioning also help with um, beers that you want to age. Uh, the, ph the phenolic yeast varieties, higher alcohol beers fermented with Belgian and German yeast tend to age well. A lot of people will age Belgian beers, and um, maybe they didn't know why, maybe they did, but you know, for that reason. And so those are the important characters uh, of, of beers that age well. And, and, and it, it's kind of fun just to, your favorite beer that meets some, doesn't have to meet all these criteria, but meets some of these criteria, just take one of the six packs, don't drink it, put it in the basement, and just let it sit for a couple years. One year, you notice a slight difference, but maybe not as much, but two years for sure, you're going to notice a difference. Then go back and buy that same beer fresh, and then crack open one that you've kept around for a couple of years, and then taste the difference. It's interesting, the different flavors that come out, and you see what happens to the beers. And you're going to see that tonight. So 
We started aging beers like many things that happened at Lagunitas by accident. Uh, we had some leftover cases of some early seasonals, and then when we moved in 1999 in Petaluma from one location to the other, we found all these beers, and we're like, oh, this is okay. So we cracked them open just to kind of see what, what might happen, and we're like, wow, this is, this is cool. It's, it's still a good beer. It's just a different beer than what we, you know, what we were currently brewing. So well, that's why we're calling this Dusty Eyeballs, because these are bottles that have gotten dusty and have been sitting around for a while. Um, we started stashing after that a few cases of, of each of the beers that we brewed and just kind of keeping them and then be able to open them up the next year the next year. We don't do a huge aging deal at our brewery, but we always put aside some of our higher alcohol beers like brown sugar. Have you all had brown sugar yet? Okay. That's a 10% beer. That age is really great. Hairy Eyeball. Brown sugar comes out in the late fall. Hairy Eyeball comes out in January. Gnarly Wine. Have you had our gnarly wine yet? Gnarly wine ages really well. And then Undercover, which um, every year for some reason that beer gets higher in alcohol. <laughs> this year it's like 9.9. That would be a good beer to age. In fact, downstairs, that's one of the beers that they're pouring is Undercover Investigation Shutdown Ale. So after you get done here, you can go down there and taste it. And that's a fresh beer and you can kind of see the qualities that are in there and then think about what you heard here and maybe you know, well, what might happen with the, with the beer as it gets older. Um, so today we're going to compare Hairy Eyeball, three years of Hairy Eyeball, with a couple different cheeses and a couple different chocolates. Uh, I'm going to give you the characteristics of Hairy Eyeball. I'm flipping back and forth on this whole thing. But what's funny is that on the front, we see the dog with the, with the uh, red eye. Originally, Hairy Eyeball came out, um, well, it, it was, it was a, a version of our very first holiday seasonal. Um, and then when we brought it back out again, we ramped everything up about 30%, and then we brought it out on, on New Year's Day, and we called it a hangover cure. You know, hair of the dog, you know, the bit you and all that kind of thing. So um, it came out on January 1st, so that's why the dog on the, on the label has a bloodshot eye and he's got bubbles coming out of his head because he had a great New Year's Eve. Um, but anyway, we call it a little bit of a winter warmer. It has um, caramel and, and toffee notes to it as a fresh beer, and you're going to taste those same flavors, but a little bit different in the aged beers. And um, our, our head brewer, Jerry Marshall, he says, it's his favorite vintage, 22-ounce, uh, 1997, 22-ounce highball, hints of licorice, furniture, Aunt Jemima, and library books. That's our head brewer. That's his description of the beer. So we're going to pair this with a couple of cheeses and, and, and a couple of chocolates. And one of the cheeses is from Sonoma County, and that's where our brewery is. It's in Petaluma. We're in Sonoma County. And it's, it's from a, a, um, a, a, a company that's called Point Reyes. And there's a little blurb on, the, on one of the sides that talks a little bit about Point Reyes cheese. And it is, they make awesome, awesome cheese. And it's everywhere in the country, but... We brought it here today. You can find it, I'm sure, down the street from you. You can find it at Whole Foods. And I know you have some great cheese places here in New York. But it's kind of cool because it tells a little story about it's a family thing. You know, great-grandpa moved, and uh, then he raised his son, Bob. And Bob got married. And Bob and his wife, Dean, they had four daughters. And then they decided that they were going, you know, they, they, had, they had cattle. And then they decided that they were going to create artisanal cheese. And all four daughters left their, their, their careers and came back to, to uh, create this family company. And I've met a couple of them. And they're, they're just the greatest people. And so 
this, uh, this is one of the cheeses. Now, the cheese that I'm talking about is the hard cheese that's in there, okay? And then we have a, another cheese that's from Wisconsin. Yes, you know, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, the other cheese is from Wisconsin, okay? So we have one from our hometown in home area in Northern California. The second cheese is from Wisconsin, the Midwest, for our second hometown uh, brewery that's going to be in Chicago. And then we, the two chocolates are from a, a company in Chicago, and uh, there's a little blurb on here that describes how this young woman uh, created this chocolate company. And the chocolate's really good. So there's two chocolates. One is called Red Fire Bar, and it um, has chipotle chilies in it, some cinnamon. It's dark chocolate. And the other chocolate is a, it's called Moe's Milk Bar, and it's got deep milk chocolate, hickory-smoked, uncured bacon, and uh, alderwood smoked salt. So those are the, the two chocolates that you have. So the first, pardon me? That is, that is 2011. So the first one is just two years old, and it's 2011. So go ahead and take a sip of that. And maybe the best cheese, I'm guessing, but you can decide for yourself, might be the softer cheese, the one from Wisconsin. So see what you think of, you know, try those two and see what you think. Like, good? <laughs> Wait till next year, 2014, fresh hairy eyeball. I, I promise, I think. Okay, it should come out. It, it should be good. We'll have two breweries running, so certainly we should be able to make the hairy eyeball. So see what, see what you think of that. And then if you want, you want to taste the other one and kind of see the comparison with the cheeses and see which one you think is better. The, if, if I were going to pick a, a second uh, thing to go with this uh, beer, I'd probably go for that dark chocolate. The uh, red fire bar? Yeah. With the chipotle chilies and the cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Yeah. It is, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done chocolate and beer before? Yeah? Some? No? Others? Yeah, it's something you wouldn't think of, right? The first time someone said to me, well, I want you to do a, a beer and chocolate pairing, I thought, really? That just seems odd. But we went ahead and did it, and it was one of the best pairings I, I had ever done. And I was like, okay, now I get it. Now I see. So Now, right, now, now you know what to serve. <laughs> Forget the food. <laughs> this is way better. Do you have anything that you notice that you want to call out? Say, this is what I really get from this. She got ginger snaps. And heat, is what you said, yeah. Anybody else? Honey, in which one? In the beer, you're getting the honey. And what did you taste with the beer that you're, it's kind of pulling out the honey? The dark chocolate, you're getting honey. Okay, cool. Anybody else? The dark malt? Yeah. You got it, yeah. Right. Well, you know, there's two ways to pair things. One is make it, it's kind of similar, it kind of goes together, and the other one is to have opposites, where one thing pulls out something else in the other. You may taste something different in the chocolate than you would have if you hadn't have tasted it with that beer and, and vice versa. 
something different in the beer that you wouldn't have tasted if you hadn't had the chocolate. Are you, you getting more of the hops with the soft, soft cheese, the Wisconsin cheese? The Wisconsin cheese is from, is, uh, from a company called Nancy's, and it's a camembert. Pardon me? Hickory smoked uncured bacon. Yeah. And an alderwood smoked salt. 45% deep milk chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, no. You got it. Yeah, it is bacon. Yeah. It says she began experimenting with bacon and chocolate at the tender age of six. <laughs> Eating chocolate chip pancakes drenched in Aunt Jemima syrup, and uh, she had bacon along, you know, on her plate as well. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, she went. She went on to uh, go to Paris and and attend Le Cordon Bleu, and then she ended up traveling and developing her palate. Pardon me. And, and still into bacon for sure. Isn't everyone into bacon? In Chicago, um, we just did, uh, we, we, we um, provided beer for something called Bacon Fest. And every, everything was about bacon. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. Bacon desserts, bacon cupcakes, bacon everything. Yeah. Okay, so the second beer is um, getting older. It's two years older, and it's from 2008. No, we dry hop almost all of our beers. Not with the aged beers. But this is just the one of the beers we don't dry hop. Okay. Yeah, this hairy eyeball. No, we dry. Like kind of both stories. People say you dry hop or just heavy on the hops, so spin the shelf life of the beer. Well, you know what happens? It might. You know what? I think it's possible that it extends the shelf life, but the hops fade. They're one of the first things to fade. So while the beer. You know, it still tastes good. It's just different. You can take a beer that's fresh off uh, out of the brewery in one day, and then you taste that exact same beer. It's 30 days old, which is not old. You know, I mean, it takes us a week to get it across the country. If it's bottled and gets to New York, it's seven days right there, right? And then it goes into the warehouse of the distributor, and then it goes out to the account. So 30 days is, is young, relatively speaking, um, but it tastes, it tastes different. You can, you can taste the hop starting to fade just a little bit. It's not as sharp and as bright of a hop flavor. But um, so as it gets older, you're going to keep continue to lose. Now you'll notice with this beer, it's a little less on the hop than, than the 2011, it's, it's slightly less. And then some more of the malt flavors are gonna come forward. Absolutely, not only more, but fresher. Because it's just coming from Chicago to New York. Ah, I know, that's funny. Well, you know how that came about? Well, it's because we couldn't brew brown sugar. As, as any, you know the whole Lagunitas suck story? While they're pouring this stuff, 
we, uh, we couldn't brew brown sugar for the same reason we haven't been able to do hairy eyeballs because of um, not enough capacity. And we thought, well, we have to keep coming out with our, our regular year-round beers, our IPA and all those that, that people, you know, that's our standard and that's what makes the brewery run. So instead of doing brown sugar, we did another beer that doesn't take up as much tank space. And so we, we brewed a beer and we decided to call it Lagunitas Sucks because we couldn't brew brown sugar. And brown sugar is one of the beers that people ask me all year round, when's that brown sugar coming out again? You know, they just wait for it, and they love it, and all this, and it's just a crazy beer. And I, I was talking to someone earlier, and the best stories come out of people drinking brown sugar. If you ever want to have a great party with some good video, serve brown sugar, wait an hour, turn the camera on, and videotape, because some really, really nutty things go on. So we made, anyway, we made Lagunitas Sucks, and people went crazy over it. And I said, oh, yeah. So then the next year, we come back, and, we're, and our brewery will be up, and the, the expansion will be done, and we're going to brew brown sugar, and people are going to say, where's the socks? Right? So what well, we did the, the next year, which was this, this past fall, is we brewed both. So we came out again with Lagunitas socks and brown sugar side by side. And socks is here to stay. It's going to come back out again next year. Don't you worry. We love that beer. Yeah, you know, it'll be back. And rumor has it that one day that beer is going to, what? You know what? I, well, first things first. Uh, one day, uh, and maybe this year, or maybe next year, it's going to come out in 32-ounce bottles. So, yeah. So it should be pretty funny. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now, with uh, the 2008... Taste of the, 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 your different little samples there. It's gotten smoother? Yeah? Color's different. Okay. Anybody else? Do you? Okay. All right. With the dark chocolate, with that. Right. It's amazing with the baking chocolate, That's your favorite? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Anybody else? Anything else new that you get out of the second one? Do you taste the difference between the 08 or the 11? You're not, you're not tasting the alcohol as much. It could, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's your palate, and everyone has an individual palate. And, it's calming down, right. By the third one, you won't even taste it. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think, just in, as far as beer goes, the difference between the, the first one, which is the 11, and the second one, which is the 8? Do you notice the difference at all, or are you too busy? Yeah? Yes. Which one do you like better so far? Both. Right. Yeah. How about you guys? What, first one or the second one so far? You like this, this second one? A little smoother? Yeah? A little sweeter? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, it's not as... Right. So how about, what, what's your favorite of, of the four things you have here with the second beer? Yeah, like what's the best, you know, together. 
So that was just your favorite chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little too breakfasty. So, which one did you like better with it then? The first beer with the bacon chocolate. The dark chocolate. Okay. With the chipotle chilies. Yeah, okay. Right. Second beer with the harder cheese. Yeah, I was going to ask about the cheese because we're all about the chocolate here tonight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the cheese is gone, right? Yep, okay. Right, with the... You liked it better with the softer cheese, the camembert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been to one of those movies where the, it's like a food movie, and they're showing food, on, on, and then you actually get to eat it? Have you been to that? Oh yeah. There was a. Oh, I know. There was a guy who organized it, and he did one here in New York, and he did another one in Chicago. Well, there is a, they're eating and drinking, and you're eating and drinking right along with the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to Google it and see what comes up. I, I, I can't remember the name of the guy who's doing this or what he calls it, but it's like, well, you know, it's something along the lines of food, eat, eat and drink, you know. <laughs> yeah, eat, drink, watch. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go last year. I missed it, but it's something I think would be cool. A real movie experience. <laughs> okay, so now the... What? Does it? Right. No, it's not. Right, which... Right. A, there's a lot of... Right. What'd you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you could do it on Lucky 2013 Christmas. Maybe that would be the time to open it up. Yeah. The socks, um, I don't know. You know, it, I think it'd be worth a try. Just take one bottle and set it aside and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now this last beer that they're pouring for you, this is the 2006. So this is the oldest beer. The most mature beer. Oh yeah, here's some. Yeah, there's some more. Did you? Did did? You're good. You good? Did you still? Yeah. Does anybody need any more of the chocolate or the cheese? You're good. Okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Do you have enough on your plate to be able to taste this with the 2006? This is 06. Yeah, some more of the sweetness is coming out. It's what? It was like 8-8 eight, eight when, when uh, around that. Every year it's a little different, you know, but 8.5. Sometimes, sometimes it's 9. Yeah. You like the third one? Yeah. It's, it wouldn't be like in a snifter. It doesn't seem like that kind of beer. Sit by the fire, you know, and snip on this. Are you getting, you're getting some of that? Okay, so now you had the, let's go back to the 08 and the 06. Which, which do you think is better, that you like better? The 08? Okay, so you like the 08. Six. Six? Which one? The, a little bit too sweet for you, yeah. It keeps, it keeps going that direction. Six? Oh, six? Six? Right. Yeah. Nor should you. <laughs> yeah. Now, how about, how about this last one now, the, the oldest one with the food? You liked it with the soft cheese. Okay. Well, you know, that's just a given. That's with every beer, right? The bacon chocolate, right? Yeah. Anybody else? Soft cheese? Got two for the soft cheese. Right. Okay, so you like the, the contrast. That's what it makes you feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's appropriate we bring it out in the winter then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So does it make you think about any beers that you like already that maybe are not Lagunitas that you think, oh, I'm going to take a bottle of this, I want to set it aside so that I can age it? Yeah. The whole craft beer thing? Are you home brewing? All right. You know, raise, raise a big homebrewer. It's his, his one-year anniversary. <laughs> Is it? You guys live in Sydney? I bought a kit for Father's Day last year. It's stuck. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know where to start again. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, that's cool. You're getting a lot of that. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. Any other comments about? Do you need more? Do you want to sit longer? Yes. Somebody in the room next door just said, Ray Daniels, are you listening? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Who else is a home brewer? Who else home brewers here? You guys? You guys? Ray, Ray wrote a book. Well, he's written a bunch of books, but one of those is uh, Designing Great Beers. Sure. So when you sure. really want to... I have the book. Do you have the book? All right. You get an extra piece of chocolate. <laughs> yes, sir. I actually... Thank you. <laughs> um, the um, wow, delicious! I got up here late, and I just tried all three of them. Wonderful. Um, uh, do you age? Are there? Are they saving other beers for aging? Um, that we which have ones. Gnarly you know I mean? wine, brown oh. sugar, uh, imperial stout, hairy eyeball, undercover. I think those are the only, I and mean, we're experimenting with a few others just to kind of see what happens, but those are the ones that when we're, if we're doing a special event or uh, maybe a beer dinner where we want to send something really unique along with our regular beers, that we'll pull that out. And well, you might have mentioned it before I wasn't here for the whole thing, but um, that's quite a, <laughs> that'll be interesting to try. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we also do some, some vertical tastings of beers, which is exactly what you did here tonight, but without all the chocolate and cheese conversation going on. Just, you can just like really focus in on those different things, and that's kind of neat to do, too, to see. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how you guys came to be? I can, actually. Okay. All right. Well, this might be inspiring because uh, it's my brother, Tony, who owns Lagunitas. And he, uh, we grew up in the Chicago area. We're from Chicago, which is one of the reasons why we're building our second brewery in Chicago. But um, he went out to California for a job about 25 years ago, and he was selling printing. And um, he went to visit our younger brother who was in Portland. And Portland, you know, has all these microbreweries and all these brew pubs and everything. So they hit a few, and my younger brother bought him a, um, a homebrew kit. For Christmas. And so he, he brewed the beer, came out kind of good, and he's like, well, this is kind of fun. He bought a couple of books. He started home brewing. And um, within a year, he thought, well, maybe I'll start a little microbrewery for a hobby. And that was 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, people did that. They just started microbreweries for hobbies. And he was in Northern California. He lived in a town called Lagunitas, and that's where the name of the brewery came from, Lagunitas Brewing Company. Never dreamed it would become what it is. Never in a million years. And so he was just selling beer uh, at night and brewing it at the wee hours of the morning and selling printing by day. Um, and then he just decided at one point, he's like, I think I would like to make this my career, that he was kind of tired of the whole printing thing, and every time he got more jobs, they were cutting down more trees, and he just thought he just not seeing it just was just a rat race it wasn't creating anything so 
He then ended up going full time into the brewery, and um, and and that was, gosh, probably 15, maybe 15 years ago. He's full time into the brewery, and today. In 2012, we were the sixth largest microbrewery in the United States. And for the last three years, we've been the fastest growing microbrewery in the US. So that's very exciting and um, good things are happening. So you gotta keep drinking the beer, you know, because <laughs> we need you. <laughs> yeah, but he writes all the recipes himself and um, all the labeling and all the, the back of the coasters and all that, that, that's all him. That's all his weird mind. And we used to joke with him that he had to start a brewery so he could, write, he could have a reason to write labels. Uh, but the other thing that he was before Lagunitas was he was um, a musician. He still is a musician. He's a very talented musician. He just couldn't make enough money to support himself being a musician. So now that he makes enough money to support himself, he goes around and he plays in bars that have, have our beer. So he still gets to perform. Uh, right now, he, he plays a number of different instruments. But right now, he's kind of focusing on old blues on acoustic guitar. So he does that finger-picking blues and just has a great time. He was here in, in uh, New York oh, a few weeks ago. He's playing in a few bars. And he'll just kind of come in and do that. And he's the guy sitting in the corner. And, and he'll, he'll say something like, yeah, you know, I'm Tony and Lagunitas. And I'm going to buy you a few beers. And people, you hear people go, did 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 he just say he owns Lagunitas? <laughs> What's he doing in the corner? <laughs> and he just loves that. He just loves to play. So he zones out and has a good time with that. And uh, so that's, that brings us up today. That's what we're doing, building the new brewery. He's still playing. Actually, he gets to play more now than he ever used to play before. There's more bars that have our beer, you know. So it's, all, it's a good thing. It works out. Yeah. So keep on home brewing. You just never know. Could be a career. All right. Any... Oh, yeah, you know, just tiny. Yeah, just tiny. And it just worked out. Yeah, so it was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you all for coming. And you can sit around and finish eating your cheese and everything. I don't know when do they have to be out of here, probably. Yeah, well, uh, we're supposed to go 45 minutes, and that's about two minutes from now. So uh, we have time for I one more. I can talk for two more one minutes. One more or... official question, <laughs> if anybody has one. But otherwise, we can, uh, well, there they go. All right, let me bring you the microphone. What? Oh, my very favorite beer always has been, and to this day, IPA. I love our IPA. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I just love that beer. Now, there's other beers I really, really like. I love the Sucks, and I really, really like our Pills. And the Dogtown has kind of come back to grow on me again, our, our Dogtown Pale Ale. But usually, if I had to pick, IPA. One more question? Uh, I don't need the microphone. <laughs> right. Oh, it's fun. Right. Uh, I mean... I probably hadn't heard of Lagunitas like five months ago, and now I feel like you guys are everywhere. And as like the marketing head, like how did you accomplish that? Like, I mean, all over the East Coast, I see you now. I work all the time. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. You know what's funny is that in a market that's huge like this, you can be in a lot of places, but you don't get noticed, right? Um, but then there's, there's like a threshold that you cross over where people start to see you. And we have, we've had momentum that we've been the fastest growing brewery for the last three years. So it just kind of one thing builds on another, one thing, but thank God, right? It's just been awesome. And so then suddenly we, we went over a threshold where we're now more visible. Right. Yeah. 
So we just, it's really word of mouth. Uh, it's you telling your friends. It's you sharing it with people. It's us talking to people. We don't have any real big advertising campaigns or marketing campaigns. It's just really going to the people, throwing parties, having a good time, and continuing to try to make good beer. Because you know, you know how when you when you have something good, you just keep on going. And when you have something bad, you just drop it and move on to something else. So we got to we, we keep trying to make it good and and let the people kind of speak. And so far, so good. Yes. So I have uh, one more question. Can I uh, have get another some more beer? beer? <laughs> Please. Yes, there is That's some it. more for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take the 06. Please. 06, the big one. <laughs> We're good. All right, everybody. All right. Thanks, thanks so much thank for coming. Very much for you coming guys down. have a great night. Thank you, Karen, for doing such a great job. Thank you for listening to this recording from Savor 2013, brought to you by the Brewers Association and Craft Beer Radio. You can find the rest of the salons from Savor 2013, as well as all the salons from previous years at craftbeerradio.com slash savor or on craftbeer.com. Craft Beer Radio is a weekly beer podcast that you can listen to on iTunes or from our website at craftbeerradio.com.